On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Eddie Mann grew up in the northern part of the United States in a home filled full of music, philosophy, and spirituality, and being introduced to music by his bebop pianist father. Now as an adult, Eddie says that he is still driven to write, record, and perform music, some 17 diverse albums later. His new single, It's a Cold War, released earlier this month in November. Eddie joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about this journey in music and what it's like to be on the other side of 17 albums. Hi, Eddie. Welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. Good to be a part of you. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with us. Um, we were talking off off air a moment ago. You, you're uh, slightly displaced this afternoon with all this <laughs> crazy weather we have going on in the universe. <laughs> yeah, you never you never know. You know, you get up each day and you just face whatever gets thrown at you. You know. <laughs> True. That's right. Yeah. If you don't and you don't find a way to do that, it's kind of a miserable life. Otherwise. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, you mentioned, uh, and, and we don't need to uh, go into the present tense, but you were in Fl- Florida and, and, and left a particular area because of some um, pending um, potential hair crane threats. Um, but that's not originally your home, is that correct? Yes, that's, that's correct. Um, I'm from the mid-Atlantic area. I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and spent most of my youth there um and i i still i maintain a home up in uh, montgomery county right <clears throat> excuse me right outside of the city okay uh, so i i'm up in that area usually <clears throat> i'm sorry i'm up in that area um in the in the summer months i normally do a 12 to 16 week run of shows or events up uh in that tri-state area you know yeah. uh basically mid-Atlantic and then I spend the rest of the time I, I call I call Melbourne Beach Florida my home and I work out of that area how long have you been there had property since back uh, in the 80s but um, I didn't really become a a, uh, a resident a full-time resident until uh, the past four years okay so it's a fairly fairly new move for you then uh, yeah we- I, we, again, we used to, when my kids were younger, I would, I would, you know, bring them down in the summer months, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was always, it was more of a getaway as opposed to a home. <laughs> <laughs> has music always been a full-time pursuit or has there been other things that you did uh, in between the weekends? It's always been a full-time um, pursuit. Uh when I look back on it, and you know what that's like mm-hmm. when you look back, things just you know. Um, I had gone. I went to uh, 
business school, like a, for our college, basically for. Uh, and in my second year, I decided that I was going to take some time off to get the music thing out of my blood. Hmm. <laughs> a lifetime later, here yeah, I right. Say, still, still trying time. to do that, huh? <laughs> and uh, I, I've been, I have really, truly been blessed that um, I've always worked. I've made a, a, a real nice living at it. Um, and uh, I've been, I was fortunate enough to find a mate. My wife um, had the same kind of goals that I had. She was also a creative, so she understood uh, what made me tick. And uh, I always lived within my means. I don't carry any debt. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as a musician, that was almost... Uh, I mean, I had to live that way if I wanted to, if I wanted to be successful at it. Um, and uh, so, I, so I've always been able to. I've always had an income. I've always been able to move from one thing to another. And um, uh, as far as the, the recording part of it, uh, which came a little bit later down the line, uh, I'm fortunate enough that each project pays for the next. So um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so as from a creative standpoint, that's all you could ask for. Sure, um, I'm really happy with um, with the niche that I have grown to have. Yeah. Um, there, are, there's there's an audience um, that finds what my message is relevant, and um, and I'm thankful that I have a platform to share it with people. Um, so, if, I, again, from a creative standpoint, I couldn't ask for much more than that. And you um, mentioned being able to record, and it, it's not just a handful. You, I think, I read uh, seventeen projects that you've been able to. Record. Yeah, I, I've um, again, I've been fortunate that I've been able to continue to um, release things. Um, for for me, the and the independent lifestyle has has been a dream come true. Yeah, uh, and even though I was. Part of studios as a younger, you know, as a young man back in back in the day, it it it, it evolved into uh, my own project studio, which evolved into basically just doing my own work mm. uh, because I've always got you know multiple projects I'm working on, and um, you know, again, I feel blessed that I you know I write all the time and I'm. Uh, I don't, I, it's, it's not, I, I never sit around thinking, what am I going to do next? It's hmm. <laughs> done. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't live in an environment anymore where I can get out and do as many live dates as I'd like to. Mm -hmm. uh, I really only work with a full band probably. Was my, the mid Atlantic run in the summer months is, is with a full band, um, but most of the other things that I do, if it's traveling the coast or whatever, uh, I, I work as a soloist. Okay. And at what type of venues does that do you find yourself in as a soloist? Um, it, it really varies um, because I've, I, I've been doing this long enough that I'm kind of prepared to go and do whatever is put in front of me. Um, I think that's been the, part of the uh secret if, if we want to call it that to my success if we want to call it that um <laughs> uh, is that i've i've never been afraid to take on opportunities mm. and, 
And I've always tried to prepare myself so when something came along, I could take advantage of it. Um, and uh, and it's been good. That that's been good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not everybody's comfortable with that that kind of approach. Um, but um, you know, when, when I was younger and when I first started to play, I always wanted to be in bands where everybody was better than me to challenge me, you know, to mm-hmm. get better. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that mindset served me well as a young musician. And uh, it, it gave me the confidence um, as I got older and I had opportunities to, to step out and do things. Um, I mean, I, the reason that I started doing solo dates as a singer-songwriter was because my wife got tired of me complaining about the bands. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, when, I, when I didn't have a, a solid rhythm section, um, you know, often, you know, I ended up in, in places where I wasn't pleased with the the, the the creativity with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being musicians um and uh you know I, I finally listened to her and went out and realized this is what i always wanted i wanted the opportunity to change the set or change the arrangement mm-hmm. midstream mm-hmm. be able to if i wanted to do two or three things and do them in different keys i could um and as it's turned out i mean after i did that and after i you know I, after I accepted that role, that's when I ended up finding a group of musicians that not only um, were were above my expectations, but they also loved playing in the same environment, looking mm. each gig and each song the same way. It can be different every time we play it. They can change and grow, and uh, that way the the band itself has the opportunity to be creative and be a part of the be a part of the the ever-changing landscape of the song has your music always been kind of in a uh a, a similar style or or does your does your style change or has it changed from album to album and and from season to season as far as the type of music that you play i think that um musically there's there's probably a theme musically i was brought up in a musical house my father was a kind of a bebop pianist, although at one point in his life he stopped doing it full time. Um, so there was always music playing in the house, and I always gravitated to any style of music. So mm-hmm. I listened to types of music, and uh, that ended up, as I matured, uh, it ended up uh, being part of the fabric of each song that I played or mm-hmm. wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, I mean that being the case, the, the the music can vary on on a on a single project, or it can there can be more of a theme there. Not usually on purpose. I normally try to get out of the song's way and allow it to go where it wants to go. Um, but I also back in I guess a, a good fifteen years ago now, I had the opportunity from a a, a, a pastor that I never met from a church I never attended heard an album um, called me into his office and said you have a half hour and I said sure and drove to uh, drove to his office and it's three it wasn't a half hour it was three hours later I walked out and I was a worship leader wow <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah we we didn't quite define what that meant at the time because we didn't know mm-hmm. uh, he just he just felt something within the music I had written, uh, felt 
that I was the right person to start something new uh, at this church. Mm -hmm. And uh, from the very beginning, I was encouraged to write for the church in the language of the church. And so that opened up, that really opened up the door for something that was completely different. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I have a, every, maybe every second or every third release now for me is a, is a, is a worship release. And, um, it's not stuff that I would play specifically in a, in, in a, in a club venue. Um, but some of the songs creep in because they're not, you know, they can be songs that were inspired by um, something I might believe in, but necessarily I'm not preaching it. You know, if you if, if there's yeah. something within the lyric, if there's something within the text of the lyric of the psalm that triggers something in you and people want to talk about it, well, then I'm open to do that. Um, I'm basically writing about how I get through each day. And um, sometimes it's a piece of scripture and sometimes... You know, over the course of my life, it was playing Legos on the floor with my daughter, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, I find it all relevant, you know, to, to sharing your life with other people. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the questions I had, I I, um, I think I now I understand a little more uh, why I wanted to ask the question. But um, in the bio, it mentions um, you having a keen interest in organ music and uh, arranging organ trios and i wasn't sure what i'm still not exactly sure what what that is but now with the church influence it sort of it sort of makes more sense to me well actually um that's I, i've misled you then <laughs> okay well, well that that's not hard to do so <laughs> <laughs> no i i, I can i can uh, it's an obvious it's an obvious assumption and i see exactly where you went with it um the the new album i have an album releasing on december 4th called trio ah okay all right um the the first single from that the pre-release was released last friday uh that's called it's a cold war right which is a song i, I want to talk to you about but go ahead with the answer okay, to the first so, question <laughs> yeah um during the the back part of covid um there's a there's a group of people online that take on this challenge through the month of February every year to write 14 songs. Hmm. It's the 28 days you write, you try to complete something within 14 days or every other day and you end up with 14 songs. And I, I it's the last thing I really needed to do because I, I don't have problems writing songs, <laughs> but I thought it might be a good discipline uh -huh. for, for me last February a year ago. And uh, at the end of the month I had, these 18 songs now in january right before that i had been listening to um a a, a, a jazz trio <laughs> it's kind of an organ-based trio mm, uh, okay okay organ and 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 uh and drums um this guy steve gad on drums that just lights me up uh for whatever reason uh this little quartet and live these live recordings just really tickled me mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you, i've been doing this a long time i, I i'm always looking for new uh, influences and and something to to light a fire onto me what's going to do it next and um so i had been listening to this stuff 
And sure enough, I write all these songs and I found that like a, an organ trio would be really kind of a cool vehicle for these songs. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, so I kind of embraced that and, and thought, uh, I'll take it in the studio and I'll see if it flies. If it doesn't fly, the songs don't, you know, uh-huh. then I'm force it. That's not what I want to do either. But um, and, but it worked. Um, I was really thrilled with the stuff that was coming out and where the songs were headed. Uh-huh. Um, in hindsight, again, as I was putting together some promo for the album, I realized that there was a year in my life that I worked in a in an organ trio eight nights a week, you know, wow. for a year and a half. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, dark, smoky, smoke-filled rooms. <laughs> um, and it was, it was guitar, it was just guitar, organ, and, and, and drums. Uh, and I think I kind of drew on that a little bit. Yeah. That's, that, that was a band I had played in probably a good 25 years ago. Yeah. Um, hadn't touched it since, hadn't thought about it since. But I found myself kind of, I think, drawing some, some, uh, drawing some uh, memories from it. So you know, yeah, and, and sure. the, the good parts of <laughs> what had turned into at that time to be very long, very, uh, very long contract that I was very happy to reach the end of. Yeah. Um, but uh, it kind of resurfaced here, and. Uh, and, and that's where the the kind of organ trio thing came in. I've mentioned it to a few people, and they all like go, "What?" Yeah, and they they can't imagine it. So I'm like, I, I I'm really interested to hear the kind of responses I get from those that do hear it when it comes out. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm interested to see if it if how it works for them because I don't think some people only think of an organ trio as being sounding like one specific thing. Right. Uh, right. And and that's not what this album is about. Yeah. Well, the the piece that I missed was the jazz connection, the jazz trio. Yeah. Obviously, I I know what that is, and I, I guess it should have been an, an easy uh, an easy jump, uh, you know, organ as, well, it, as the central instrument. But uh, it just kind it of threw me. <laughs> but now I understand. Brought, it brought a smile to my face because one of the major undertakings of of my time at this church back in the day was people were just so tired of the organ and choir that mm-hmm. they wanted, you know, mm-hmm. trying to reach people that just were, they weren't coming into of the doors of the church, not because of faith, but because they did not want to listen to that or hear that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they had from the past or, you know, church had beat them up somewhere because uh-huh. church can be brutal. Right. Um, yeah. 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 So, so, um, so yeah, it's actually the fact that I was coming from a completely different place musically back then that um, I had a short, I had this window there um, where I wrote a lot for the church and, and blessed now that there are churches um, around around the world that, that actually on any given Sunday might sing something that I've written. So Yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's not why I did it, um, but uh, to find out that you know, I found out one time that there was a, a K to 8, or it might have been K to 12, I don't know, school in Ireland that every Wednesday when they went to chapel, they opened up and sang, they still do, sing a song that I wrote. Um, oh, which man, is pretty that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that is. So the, things the lead song is uh, It's a Cold War, and that's the that's the first single, right, off this new album? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, I, I I love the the theme of that, and I think you're you're definitely hitting a vein of of where we are right now in the world. I, I, I'm I'm sure that that was all in your mind as you were writing this song. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a peace and love guy. Um, it really drives me. Um, it, it drives me on a daily basis, and, and it doesn't have to be uh, a scripture based. Um, it's just a matter of caring for people. I've always been, I think, a compassionate person. Um, I was brought up that way. I was, I was brought up in a house that, you know, kind of championed that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, not everybody's brought up in a home like that. Sometimes you have to find that on your own. And if, again, the scars you have from your childhood and from your early as you be, turn into an adult to your adolescent years, um, they can be tough to heal. Uh, but in general, I'm always trying to reach people uh, and share something with people that will get them to take a step back. Um, and uh, it's, 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 it's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. And this disturbs me more than anything else when I turn on the news. Um, the lack of compassion that people have for each other mm-hmm. will take your life very quickly today. They don't care. There's mm-hmm. such little value on life. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, a while, a while back, um, I, I, I don't remember the song now, but it, it was I've written a number of times on, on, on my view of, of the diversity. I see it as a beautiful thing. Um, I, I think that's what makes our world so cool is the fact that we have so many different types of people mm-hmm. that sound different, think different, create different. Um, yet we live in a world where everybody wants to put everybody into boxes right. and then they want to, what box you're supposed to live your life in. Yeah. Yeah. What you do, this is how you should dress. This is what you should say. This is the type of music you should listen to. Um, I, I mean, I'd like to believe that if I'd like to believe that if you went to my to my music collection, you would find good music. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't integrate as much as I mean the message is good. Because mm-hmm. I don't really want to listen to anything. You know, I'm not going to listen to any kind of music that's that's going to have a negative message at this point. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work for me at all. It's hard. It's hard to find that anymore, for sure. Um, yeah. I think so, but you know, part of that is because so many people are are uh, are uh, what's the word I want to? I'm not. I'm I'm going to say I'm happy with the world, but um, yeah, distrusting. Um, well, unhappy with their place in the world, I think. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's that. That hits a nerve. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's uh, that's that's right on. That's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I find your music uh, very uh, enjoyable. I, I I've listened to a few of the cuts. I like the song and the message, and and certainly your story is just fascinating. And uh, so I'm, it's it's always uh, neat to talk to somebody who's gotten to live the life of their choosing instead of uh, one that they were pushed into. And it sounds like that's that's been what you've done to this point. And so it, that's really cool to to hear that uh, put to words. Yeah, I, 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 I've said this many, many people, many times to many people that I really, 
I really just feel unbelievably blessed with what I get to do. Yeah. Um, and, and the journey that I've had, um, uh, I'm not going to say it's all been just perfect. There's bumps sure. in the road. There's, you know, but I've got a soulmate in life that has, you know, walked this with me and continues to walk with me and support me. Um, I've got a, a niche of people and followers that, that care about the message that I have. Um, they're, um, they're fed by it. They find, you know, they find comfort in it sometimes. Um, I, I'm not above having people just tell me how much they dislike something. If I do hit a nerve, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Then we're in conversation, and that that's going that's that, that's always going to breed something good. Being communicating with somebody. Um, so, so yeah. Um, I, I, again, I just I just really feel blessed to be able to do what I do. What's the best way for people to get in touch? Website? How how do you like to communicate best? Um, I, I I try to stay as active as I can with it. Uh, the website eddyman.com, e d d y m a n n. Um, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's Eddie underscore Man, and uh, on Facebook, Eddie Man dot Musician. Um, and I think that. You know, for me, I live in a world where what, what, whatever is your comfortable, <laughs> right. whatever your go your go to platform is fine with me. Um, yeah. Just want to be in conversation with you, um, pro and con. You know, I think that's I think the world's a better place if we all would take the time to do that. Sure, yeah, I agree. Uh, the new album is Trio. The um, single that's out is "It's a Cold War." Thank you, Eddie. I appreciated the time to get to chat with you and I get to know you a little better and we wish you the best with the new record. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. I enjoyed myself. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.